Hello and welcome to Banana Republic, the political podcast from Birmingham Live. I'm Neil Elks and we're back after a short break of a couple of weeks and this week we're looking at education. In particular, um, the subject of the English Baccalaureate and the concerns that it downplays art subjects, art, music, drama, dance and even design and technology. It's an issue which hasn't really hit the popular imagination but um, it's certainly been bubbling away in the, uh, in the education press and, and certainly raising uh, concerns in education circles. The theory is the uh, government has uh, put a lot of importance on science, maths, rigorous academic subjects, uh, English uh, and modern languages and in contrast other subjects are being downgraded meaning that schools who aren't um, rated on them are being um, are choosing to ignore them because in order to uh, beef up their statistics, their performance, they need to con- concentrate on these rigorous academic subjects. Um, the subject is being raised in the council chamber next week in Birmingham. Two councillors have tabled a motion um, in which the council can express its concern that arts is being um, undervalued and needs to be put back firmly on the education agenda. Um, so we've got in Councillor Liz Clements who represents Bourneville and Councillor Ollie Armstrong who represents Northfield and they feel passionately about this issue and they're going to tell us why um, why they think arts should be given more uh, importance in school curriculum. Right, I'm here um, today with uh, two Birmingham City Councillors, Councillor Liz Clements and Councillor Ollie Armstrong, who have put up a motion towards uh, the council meeting um, this coming week um, about the EBAC, which is um, the English Baccalaureate for those who aren't um, up to date on uh, education. It's a um, it's the sort of gold standard that the government has set up, I think, which. Um, which combines um, the GCSEs into uh, one, it it runs alongside GCSEs, but basically it seems to be focused mainly on English, math, science, foreign languages and um, history and geography. Something that is missing um, is is art, music and uh, creative uh, studies. And um, there's been a few reports, there was one um, about a month ago in the um, Times Education Supplement um, saying that this is having a, a bad effect on the teaching of the arts in schools um, and it's something these two councillors feel very very strongly about um, and perhaps if I just um, I'll go to Liz first to, to explain um, the background to this and, and, and why you think it's something that the council should be discussing. Yeah thanks Neil I mean I think this, the putting down this motion was really it came from a sense that you know, a lot of friends of mine who are music teachers um, both classroom music teachers and, and instrumental tutors, very worried you know, about the, that music could actually be squeezed out of the of the school curriculum, and the same for drama and, and dance. And that seems you know, um, a terrible prospect, you know, particularly for Birmingham, you know, as a, a city which is you know, a, a capital of, you know, of culture of all kinds. Um, and really, you know, I think it's time to have a debate, you know, a wider debate about you know, the purpose of education and, and the value of, of arts and creative subjects um, within the curriculum. And I'm, I'm it's really good you know, to propose this with Ollie because Ollie's new, um, you know, uh, his background is in the arts. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can come in on that. So, yeah, so for the past almost two decades, I've worked with people of all ages, children and families, um, using arts as I guess a medium to engage and inspire. 
so I'm in, intrigued and concerned with what's going on uh, and more than happy to, to back this motion because uh, I, I just think we're, we're kind of we're kind of stripping out the, the heart the heart of creativity the heart and soul of who we are if we, if we take the arts out of education uh, it's a thing we need to safeguard and it kind of deeply concerns me that because it's not a thing you can you can capture well in numbers often you know it's kind of like trying to carry jelly in a sieve to, to document the arts in numbers therefore people kind of push it to the side because you can't understand it in those terms um, but we've got to start recognizing it through other terms and in the way that it impacts and and, and changes and, and, and helps people thrive and who they are yeah um, I think I'll, I'll just go over some stats that I've, I've picked up from the Times Education Supplement recently there was um, there was a survey of 31 schools in Norfolk that found that um, 40% of them have seen a decrease in staff covering art and, and music and design and design and technology um, which I think is what we used to call woodwork back in the day um, so those sort of subjects that the staffing's dropped the number of hours being taught is dropped um, and and that trend is just continuing um, and um, why is that such a, a big worry well, I, I think you know, the, the e-back, and obviously it's, a, it's about, and I think the, the government would say it's about having you know, re, reintroducing, reintroducing rigour into the mm. curriculum and having you know, making sure that everyone is studying science and maths and get, getting the, the humanities in their language. And I, you know, I agree with that, and I'm a, I'm a linguist by training myself, but I think you know, that you need a broad education and, you know, and you should, a, lot of, a lot of children have got you know, um, an interest and an aptitude you know, for, for music or drama or... or, or um, a creative subject, um, and at the moment, because of you know, the, the combination of the, the EBAC, um, the performance tables, you know, the way that schools are measured, and also you know, the cuts to um, staffing, which are to, to do with funding cuts, the subjects you know, that are seen now as peripheral because they're outside the EBAC, you know, are, are the first to go. Um, so, and I think there are you know, a lot of places in the country where you know, music teachers and drama teachers are facing redundancy, or they're being asked to teach other subjects, um, and the fact that um, schools are you know, in, in terms of league tables, you know, that they're being monitored on the on the EBAC subjects. You know, that again, it, that's what the, the 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 senior management teams of the schools are, are going to focus on, and I think that's just you know really denying a whole generation of kids the opportunities you know, that I feel I had, you know, as a, you know, somebody who's now middle age, you know, yeah. and I had a chance to pursue, pursue all sorts of interests without without being told that you know that a time spent studying music was a waste of time because it wouldn't lead to a you know, a good job, you know, or a, yeah. a job with prospects. Because I mean that's the thing, isn't it? There that most parents' schools or, or, or would would want to see. Um, you know the balance of the well-rounded education but actually primarily they want to see their children get jobs get you know gainful employment and a purpose in life um, and, and perhaps that's why these are on the periphery now is that right or is that well I, I think that's the mentality that, mm. you know, that underlies the government's um, mm. thinking on this I mean I, I you know, part of what we're doing to prepare ourselves for our, for our, de our debate in motion on Tuesday is looking at statistics I've got you near know, the last year's performance report for Birmingham you know, the, the report on um, or, you know, performance up to key stage four and you know we're doing well you know on the, on the key measures for EBAC you know, we're, you know, we're above the national average mm. you know for, for maths and English GCSE performance and I welcome that because you know, if you're talking about um, 
tackling educational inequality, you need to make sure that every child, you know, whatever their background's got those you know, got those key skills in the in, in what um, known as the core um, core subjects. But to me, you know, for them to finish you know, their education as a rounded person, they also should have had the opportunity to study a wide range of subjects. And for me, that you know, that would always include you know music, dra- dance, drama, um, you know, might even be media. You know, Communications, yeah. all of those sorts of options, um, and you know, it's very interesting because I know um, my interest in this is, you know, it's really, I'm an amateur musician. I do a lot of, you know, do a lot of you know, playing in groups. One of the groups I play in is a, an amateur orchestra called the Asclepius Orchestra. It rehearses at the Birmingham Medical School. It's 50 years old. It was set up by um, surgeons and doctors. And you know, part of the, the reason why I've put this motion down is that. My, my friends in this orchestra have said you know, that e-back is a real issue and mm-hmm. and we don't see why you know um, being interested in music and drama you know, it, it, you know, that, that's not a problem if you're going to end up you know, um, pursuing a career say in medicine or, or engineering that actually the skills that you acquire through drama and, and music are actually very useful in a wide range of yes. careers so right. you know, say, say if you're a surgeon if you if you learn to play a musical instrument or you know how to present yourself in drama it actually gives you a lot of practical skills that you need you know, in an operating theatre so the fact you know, if you play the piano and you can do two things independently you know, with one with, with one hand and the other you will be quite good with manual skills um, you know, for, for fine surgery um, mm. so it's, it's a, to me it's quite a narrow vision you know, mm. of what constitutes a good good education and it goes it seems to me to hark back to um, you know, a sort of traditional view like C.P. Snow you know, C.P. Snow the writer right. and scientist and he said that there was a, you know, an arts world and a science world mm. um, and that they were fundamentally opposed you know that the mentality of people who went down the science route you know, was, was always going to be different to, you know, to to those who followed an, art, um, an arts route you know and I think there's always an underlying um, implication that arts and creative subjects are in some way soft you know not, not as intellectually challenging and don't give you the same range of, of skills and I, you know I, I think we should be challenging that um, and so in the mo- but, you know, we li- we live in the real world you know we are where we are so in the motion I think one of the things that we'd like I'd like to see the government doing is considering extending the range of subjects that will get you know, um, counted you know in them in the EBAC um, mm-hmm. performance statistics um, yeah. You know, because in the end, you know, schools now you know, have got a management culture, and, you know, and the, the senior managers are looking at you know, the performance you know, all the time. Um, but that shouldn't be you know, um, narrowing, you know, and, and really reducing you know, the options that you know, that children have you know, when they're actually in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, isn't it a case that some of these subjects are, are, are things that children might do anyway, extracurricular outside? You know, a lot, lot join theatre schools or music clubs or. Um, you know, they, they do stuff in their spare time. Um, is, is that something that you So, think? yes, absolutely it is. But I think mm. what we need to do is challenge some, some narratives and some ideas mm. here that, that go right to the root of what we're talking about. So, yes, but actually, I think that's an interesting metaphor for how we tag on the arts. And it's interesting mm. here now, we, we'll talk about some subjects as being core. Mm. And the arts as if it's some kind of flimsy thing that hangs around the edges not mm. not not good but not integral and I think what we need to recognize is that where maths and science and other things at the minute that are classed this core help us recognize how the world works the art helps recognize how we work mm. and the justice integral and in fact I would go further in saying you know, there's that there's that saying that every school should be an art school and I'm a firm believer that that the arts actually 
we need to start realizing that they are they are core and that they, they truly teach us about who we are mm-hmm. um, and another just a couple of narratives I'd like to challenge is this idea and I was told this all the way through studying music um, was that there's not it's not a real thing to do you won't get a real job well I've spent 20 years working in the arts mm-hmm. I'm not an anomaly uh, there's plenty of mm-hmm. people who have now a couple of things there one most people I know who work in the arts were told they wouldn't be able to do it so there's these blocks and we still have them we're telling you people they can't Mm. There's evidence you can. Two, I think if a lot of organisations started to realise uh, the emotive skills that come through learning uh, and expertise in art forms, if they, if a lot of workplaces understood the impact that could have on their teams and the way they work, uh, and empathy and a way to think laterally, there'd be more work in the arts because organisations would start hiring artists to be part of the team. Mm. Is how I see yeah. it. Well, I think you're right, Neil. Lots of kids do, you know, have the chance to oh. go and do extracurricular activities, or they'll be part of clubs, or you know, things like oh. Stage Two, um, oh. or they know all the you know, all the ensembles of the you know, the Birmingham Music Service. Those are all fantastic. But then, you know, that I think, but there's a danger that that then becomes something that um, that you pursue if you're you know, if you're from a more middle class background, yes. or your parents are interested in it, that they've had you know, so they've had the sort of educational opportunities where they became interested and you know, they, can and the, and they can afford it. You know. They afford um, the fees for. So for me, it comes yeah. back to the fundamental qual- um, question about equality in education. So mm-hmm. you, know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be left to chance. You know, um, whether you get a chance to learn an instrument or have the chance to you know, mm-hmm. to study you know yeah. drama or, or dance and performance. Um, and I think you know, and that. I want to say very firmly that I think the things that are going on in the city you know, exactly like stage two, lots of the drama groups, um, dance, all those sorts of things, they're great. Um, but 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 the, the key thing is to actually have the subjects in the in the curriculum, in the formal curriculum, um, because if they're if they're always on on the fringes, on the periphery, they are soft targets. And, and on the design side, I've, I've spent a lot of time over the last four or five years writing stories about skill shortages in yeah. engineering, uh, construction trades, and again things like woodwork and, and metalwork and, and yeah. that's what I used to study uh, are very crucial in building up the, the, the building blocks for that so um, yeah it's, so it says here that that's taken a hammering as well yeah. those those trades or um, skills um, what how would you like to see things change then how, how would perhaps you ask Ollie how, how would you like to see things improved how, how, what what to the government, the authorities. It, I mean, the council still runs about half the schools in this city. Um, can they do anything? Or? I'm going to ask Liz to come in on that because you you brought the motion, and I would like my brain to think about it as you reply. Yeah. That's quite actually that's quite a question. So yes, yeah. and it's a good question because we can we can bring our you, you concerns, can complain, but then what then we want to do is is absolutely put something. Yeah. Uh, practical. Well, actually, no, before Liz comes in, I'm uh, being an artist myself, of course, I'd have the, the grand big vision of, as I say, if, if I'd, I'd go even further and make arts integral to all education. Mm. Uh, the metaphor being for me that if all if all the subjects are different meals on a table, instead of art being one of the meals, it'd be the knife and forks or creativity being at the heart of how we uh, free up our young people to to learn. Of course, that would take a whole structural change in <laughs> the education system. Um, I guess, well, actually, and using my own experience, I've worked as a freelancer using music uh, and drama and art engagement, often with children who are struggling, so younger children, younger primary and nursery schools. Uh, first of all, a lot of that's gone. I've lost a lot of work, not necessarily about me losing work, but a lot of people who do what I do have lost a lot of work because of the squeezes to budgets. Uh, I've had a lot of head teachers uh, feedback that, therefore, a lot of the children who are struggling most who maybe have come from a background where 
emotively they've been stunted, whether they had a really tough background, whether art have freed them up to, to flourish and thrive. I've had head teachers I've worked with say that, well, you don't get that anymore if you remove the art. So I would like to see the budget to bring back specialists, either on staff uh, or brought in. Um, I'd go on further and look to train up staff to be specialists within the arts themselves within schools. Uh, another thing that I, that I think some schools may do, but I've never seen this in a number of schools I've worked at, is, is simply to ask teachers what their own expertise was before they wanted to become a teacher and then have some schemes where we utilise that. One example mm. was I was working in a school where a teacher kind of just let slip. She'd studied large-scale screen printing, which is amazing, incredible. So I said, wonderful. Did the head teacher ever ask you to do that? No. Do you ever do it with students? No. Um, that was just a tiny example of how she could have used her art-based skill set to engage the school. Um, so in a roundabout way of answering your question, I think one easy way to do it without any extra budget would a system where you free up teachers with a passion and a skill uh-huh. to use that in their schools. Yeah. yeah. I think um, careers advice is quite important and actually working with, with parents on, on an understanding of what's actually you know, um, uh-huh. available as, as career opportunities if, you, if you've done arts and creative subjects. Because I, I think, um, certainly from friends of mine who are teachers, I think they're picking up now you know, a lot of anxiety from parents about you know, what are the right, the right subjects to do in order to uh-huh. lead on to you know, the best apprenticeship yeah. or the best university um, and I think it would be good because I think you know, the, the whole field of careers advice I think is you know, undergoing a lot of scrutiny at, at, at the moment and it would be good you know, to ensure that you've got people coming in um, just like Ollie or, or other you know, people who are actually in, in, the, in the field at the moment talking about you know, how they got into it and what, what the possibilities are. Um, I mean a lot of you know, people I know are, are self-employed you know, and they have to work very hard um, oh. but they're managing, you know, they're managing to, you know, to, to live you know, and, and, and have, a, you know, have a very fulfilling you know, um, career you know, and, and, and line of work um, because otherwise you know, I think because pe- you know, people are very much you know, on a conveyor belt now aren't they of, of oh. testing and assessment and, and there are, you know, there's a perceived journey you know, that seems to be the best which is ending up at a university um, and that may you know that for starters that may not necessarily be the right you know, the right um, oh. route for every child um, and one of the things that I think is most toxic about this development is that I think the, the, you know, the, 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 the government you know, believes that the Russell Group universities, you know, the, the, the so-called elite universities, have got certain expectations in terms of the subjects that you do um, and I don't believe those are correct um, uh. I think, you know, so for example you know, with these you new know, Musician friends of mine who are actually, you know, people who work in the medical school. You know, um, if you've got you know, a music GCSE or a music A level, or, or um, they will, you know, that that's one of the subjects that they would consider you know, for for entry, um, because you know it's you know it suggests you know that you've got you know, a, you know, a recognised set um, set of skills, um, curiosity, and also so quite disciplined and yes, rigorous, yes, and yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people who are very interested in music are also very good at maths as well, because it's a similar, similar, um, as you say, um, rigorous and you know, a concern for detail, um, and ability to memorise things and have different things going on in your brain at the at the same time. Um, so those are the sorts of things I think that could be done, you know, um, in schools, you know, which wouldn't involve you know, spending a lot of extra money, because I think the, you know the schools are you know, sort of. Um, in the thick of it at the moment, aren't they? Because they've got you know, all sorts of expectations about you know, turning around performance, but also they're dealing, you know, with massive, massive um, funding cuts. You know, so there's you know, pressure you know, to reduce you know, budgets, and now the only way to do that is through um, cutting staff yeah. numbers and cutting teaching assistants. And I think these are exactly the subjects where they you know, where the cuts are happening first. Um, yeah. So how would you change it? Is it just a case? Because I think the, this 
about half a dozen subjects that are part of this EBAC, this uh, sort of gold standard set of GCSEs, would it be about adding an art subject into that or is it um, something more fundamental? Well, as we say in the motion, I think mm. you know, making making an art subject part of the um, mm. the mandatory part of the EBAC, I think that is important because I mean, but that's just sort of you know, it's a mechanism, isn't it? Mm, it's yeah. a means to an end. Because um, I think you know, again, from looking at the performance report for Birmingham last year um, for GCSE entries, um, you know, the EBAC you know, is the you know, it's English and Maths, um, History and Geography, and Modern Foreign Language, and then three other subjects. Yeah. You know. But at the moment, you know, it's not you know, it's not it's not. Um, imposed on all schools is it um Birmingham's reporting on it and i think you know, um once it becomes com compulsory you know, that you know, it should include um an art, an art subject because you know that means that, you know, that schools will have to you know to um ensure that it's in the curriculum with, with the people who are qualified to to teach it yeah i think it, it, in another another relatively simple thing you can do without increasing budgets which is needed without bringing in other staff which obviously is needed but a key thing you can do is language because the language we use does matter because it defines how we act and from my perspective i think i think the artist is more and more being in a language we separated off and made a lesser thing i mean i'd like to see the, the recognition of arts and culture at the forefront of a lot of the key things we're doing. So, so we ran a conversation conversation before you started recording a bit about transport. Mm. So, in my mind, things like arts and culture should be integrally linked with the um, with the cycle routes we're doing because mm. I, I think there's the same sort of intent to that. We've got the Commonwealth Games coming as a city. We should have arts and culture flowing through all the decisions we make that flow into that mm. because it's a similar sort of ethos. And, and I think arts in schools and the way we interlink it to other subjects and not just say, so yes, let's say it needs to be a core subject alongside the others, but also how it flows through it as well. Uh, so, so it's less siloed and more interlinked. So the language of it matters um, because that ins it inspires us and that's what the arts should do. And in turn, that should inspire the staff, the heads, um, the parents, the children in how they act with it. So you'd like to see, I mean, arts woven through other subjects as well. Is that the... No I think idea, so. Yeah. I mean, I think it is anyway, really. I mean, I mean you could see it with history because that's storytelling in a way, yeah. and, and you know, you could have different ways of telling those stories. And and as you said, with maths and you know, music is very mathematical when broken down mm. and the things. Um, so, so, so that's one way of looking at it, is it? Or yeah, I think so. And mm -hmm. I think I don't know about you, but if I think about my the teachers that most impacted me in whatever subject, mm -hmm. it's because they expressed it in a creative way, and that creative way brings a genuine passion. And I think that's what the arts do. Um, and, and as you say, storytelling. So even if people weren't deliberately doing it, mm -hmm. storytelling is is a skill. And, and to my, you know, I think even my RE teacher, I remember, was was a really he was a really good storyteller. So you take relatively dry. Mm. things and it would work you know this, I'm a maths teacher I'm a maths teacher was actually a musician in a band I used to think he was really old but he must have been like 10 years younger than I am now when he was teaching me <laughs> but the way he put maths across was quite mm. impassioned and arty mm. and I just think that's because he, he applied his his creativity to his maths teaching so mm. yes I think it should be woven through yeah. the subjects okay and you've got the motion coming up this week um, it's the third one on the list, and as I think I've discussed before, it's um, you don't always get a favourable hearing on a third motion because you've got an hour and a half to discuss things, and obviously there's there's some you know another important issue is the floods that's coming up first, and before that there's a chat about grammar schools I think from the um, from another part of the 
council chamber. So, I mean, I hope that, that perhaps even if you don't get the chance to make a big splash in the chamber, that, that you know you, you can certainly get heard here. Um, but what sort of thing are you looking for from the council? Some, if if you do get that chance to to put it. Well, I, I think one of the things, um, you know, for example, you know, um, when it comes to modern foreign languages, the, you know, the, the um, education department is tracking you know, the number of entries and looking at well, what can be done to encourage mm. more um, A-level students to, to start um, language language A-level courses. And mm. um, so at the moment, you know, we're still in the, in the, the process of you know, gathering some information that we'll, we'll use you know, to, to inform what we say on Tuesday. Um, so I, you know, I think you know, that... that when, the, when we're looking at statistics, it would be useful you know, for the council to be you know, keeping keeping members informed about you know, exactly how many um, students are, are putting themselves in for GCSEs in these subjects, and then you know, and, and and later A level, and how many of them end up you know, going into the creative industries. Because again, something that we've referenced in the motion is that you know that we are you know, a global capital of culture. Mm. We're going to be literally on the global stage for the Commonwealth Games. Um, yeah. And if you think about the handover ceremony, you know, how do we choose to present ourselves? Mm. It was you know, through that that community engagement. Yeah. You know, in, in a, a, a you know, dance and drama and yeah. performance on Victoria Square, you know, mm. showing the energy and you know and the excellence of what's here, um, you know, culture of all kinds. Um, yeah. you know, and that's you know, so I'm very anxious you know, that, you know, that, that this motion is also about celebrating what we've got already because you know, mm. you know, there's lots of fantastic things happening in Birmingham. And we've got a city of culture up the road in a couple yeah. of years, haven't we, in Coventry? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can certainly say you now I'm you know I'm an internal migrant you know, mm. from another part of the UK, but one of the reasons why I was keen to come to Birmingham because you know I knew it you know, as a as a, a place where a lot of you new know, music was going on, music of all kinds, but also cultural activity of all kinds. Um, and I think you know, we need to you know celebrate that, but ensure that it's passed on to the next you know, to the next generations. Because I do have a real concern about you know, arts you know, becoming you know, being seen as the preserve you know, of you know, of middle of the middle class or more affluent people. Um, mm. And you know, I think really you know, we should have you know, an inclusive approach, and everyone should get the opportunity an instrument, and every child should get a chance in school. You know, because then it's not dependent on whether you know somebody, as we were saying before, whether somebody can afford to you know, to pay for private lessons or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and just that, I think for us, this this is something we're raising because we, as you, I'm sure you picked up, we're truly passionate about. And I think for us, this is a leaping off point or a touchstone to move forward as a city. And I think, I mean, it's recognising that, as Liz has just touched on, that this is a city full of incredible artists, full of incredible creativity. It's a city of a thousand arts. Uh, it's a place where these amazing things are happening. Um, at grassroots level, but often the big institutions, and I include the city council and sometimes the university, the people who hold the levers of power don't always recognise, I think, in this city, that that that's part of the personality of the city. I, I recognise a, a personality of arts and culture hmm. within uh, the city and the grassroots organisations. As of yet, I don't really recognise that in the personality of the big institutions. So hmm. I think we'd like to see that allowed to grow and thrive more especially in, in our roles as councillors and in the council and uh, and how we yeah how we help that to grow mm. and help that to thrive as a because there's a been community. a bit of a sneery attitude about things like community arts and it's often the first thing cut when i could give when, you another hour in there yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's true though isn't it because they need community arts funding has really been severely targeted for, you know, for, for, for yes. funding cuts i mean last year there were no Further cuts, and I was very pleased about that. But but, but there is very little money out there, and oh. you know, and but but it's across the board, isn't it? Because the larger yes. arts organisations have also had and, a very and, big. And everyone cuts. complained when the arts council was giving big grants to the National Opera House, yes. but not to 
yeah. grassroots. Mm. And it's flipping the language again. So it's yeah. not so community artists come quite a tarnish word. And well, how I say it's grassroots arts. Mm. So therefore, it's an art that's integrity and wisdom is place mm. based. So the big institutions who do incredible work who. I do a lot of work with as a freelancer. It's great what they do, but it's very mm. different from the wisdom that is placed out in Yardley, mm. uh, out in out in um, Falcon Lodge in Sutton. There's, mm. there's high level, high quality, incredible artwork goes on there. But if you ripped it out and put it in a in somewhere in the city centre, mm. it wouldn't work. That's not because the art in the community is a lesser form. It's because the wisdom and skill mm. is deeply based in its roots in that area and I think mm. we need to start recognising, especially a city that's got such wide boundaries and borders, mm. uh, to recognise that that incredible art that's out there all, all around. Mm. Yeah, because I think we've got you know, very creative people and people are really you know, more than capable than taking their own initiative. Mm. So example, in Bourneville, you know, there's a, a children's book festival that started really yeah, small, but it's now expanded, you know, mm. and it's, it's it's inclusive, you know, and it's reaching out, you know, far beyond the borders of, of, yeah. of Bourneville. Now going to you know, all sorts of different places, um, and that was started, you know, because somebody had an, you know, because um, Sarah Mullen had an enthusiasm, you know, for children's literature, um, mm. and she's now at the stage where I think she, you know, she would be you know, is hoping you know, to get you know, some public funding. And you just think, you know, that, you know, that that's the role you know, of local authorities, you know, and that has been traditionally you know, since, mm. you know, since Jenny Lee, you know, in the beginning, you know, of you know, of um, the Arts Council and, and, and government support for, for arts, you know, that people mm. need a little bit of support to make things happen in the community. Um, yeah. And it shouldn't be controlled and directed you know, from something like the council, but, you know, but we should be there to, to help yeah. and support. The support is the key thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I definitely think we see that as our as our responsibility as council to facilitate and support rather than mm. dictate. and do, So it's doing by, for and with the people rather than to mm. the people. And I think the art is a good example. When arts within communities is done right. It's a good example of, of a flat hierarchy and doing things as a community and really co-production, co-design and co-delivery rather than a done-to method, yeah. uh, which has happened a lot in this city in the past, I think. Yeah, yeah. And certainly the, the impression that we've been given is that, well, again, the Kerslake report was, was very telling on the, the council dictating to, to yeah. third sector and organisations on, on a whole range of areas. So. Yeah, there were some things there. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely from my aspect non-council but within working in the arts there were some things that mm-hmm. I definitely learned re- reading that mm-hmm. and that I recognise reading that yeah. and that we've applied in the arts already actually learning some learning from that Okay. well um, I wish you well with um, y- your debate and uh, I guess that would be your maiden speech would it if, uh, yeah well yeah. Yeah. so yeah good, good luck with that start. <laughs> yeah. and, thanks for inviting us and, and thanks Thank for coming you. along and, and talking about that and um, yeah say thank you thank you yeah, thank you right, that's uh, that's it for this week's discussion i'd like again to thank our guests liz clements and ollie armstrong and uh, the team here at birmingham live who are helping me put this podcast together um, next week we're going to be looking at planning and planning issues and um, i'm sure at some point in the not too distant future we're um, we're going to be looking at air quality and pollution if there's any issues that, um, that listeners would like us to discuss with a distinctly Birmingham twist or um, any, anyone who wants to raise an issue, then please please do get in touch. My Twitter is at Neil Elks, which is spelled N-E-I-L-E-L-K-E-S, or contact us at Birmingham Live. And that's it for this week. Thank you.